God called his shots to call me home. Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who have spent their lives in ministry and raising large families. Our desire is to provide a digital place for those who long to belong. And as always, we want to leave a nightlight on for you. That nightlight is out of Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4 down through verse 7. It says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that He might receive the adoptions of sons. And because ye are sons, God has set forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Home is probably one of the most written about, most sung about movies, most movies made about concept in human history. They're they're doing a remake of the Waltons, or they're making a Waltons movie. It's going to have John Boy doing the narration for it, the original John Boy on it. The series started out with a movie called The Homecoming. And going home is is about, it's everything. Home has such a special place in our heart. Now when I say the word home, you probably think of some specific place. For me, it's Port Orford and Cape Blanco on the southern Oregon coast. I wasn't born there. I was born in Missouri, but my growing up formative years were there, running around out under the canopy of the the, uh, rainforest down there, uh, walking by the beach, collecting seashells. Just uh, running in the open fields, having a having a big time, and whenever it get to be dark, because as outside was the toy that we had to play with, and whenever it get dark, my mom would whistle, and we'd come trundling in from the darkness into our house, and she had a warm stove on. We had a wood stove. In fact, we had a wood cook stove as well, and she would uh, she would read to us uh, the. Five Little Peppers and How They Grew, Cheaper by the Dozen, and some other books like that. She read to us every night. We didn't have a TV, and uh, we had radio. I had radio in my bedroom and enjoyed listening to old-time radio on it. It was played late at night. But anyway, home has a very special meaning to me, a very special place. But I think probably all of us actually have a homesickness for some place that's beyond this place. We have a homesickness for heaven and to be with God. Just like we wanted to be with our mom at the end of a long day uh, out in this uh, wide world, I think all of us long to be with God at the end of the long day of our life. And as we enter the twilight years, we look forward to that time of going home and being at home with God. Well, God calls us home, and according to this passage, he's talking about the adoption of sons, receiving us as, as children, giving us an inheritance, and he's calling us home. And how that happened was the fullness of time. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son. What does that mean? Well, there are 300 specific prophecies in the Old Testament concerning Messiah. Out of those books of the Bible written over a span of thousands of years, those various prophets penned 300 specific prophecies about the life and ministry of Christ. Now, they've done some statistical uh, concepts about what it would take for one individual to be just to fulfill eight of those prophecies say eight that he could have nothing to do with so for example Daniel talks about the timing of the birth uh, of the crucifixion of Messiah when Messiah would be cut off and he gives a very specific timetable that's there as you measure it out from the the markers that he gives and it matches exactly when Christ was crucified 
his, uh, his birthplace being in Bethlehem and even the specific Bethlehem that it was, was prophesied by the prophets hundreds of years before Christ was born. He would be of the lineage of David prophetically. He would be of the, the people of Israel, the sons of Abraham prophetically. Uh, he'd be born of the seed of a woman, Genesis chapter 3. And on, I mean, on and on you could go. His crucifixion was described in Psalms 22. Also, in the book of Isaiah, described him as the suffering servant. And uh, really, he could have had no ability to be able to manipulate his life, to be able to do any of those things. And what those, those that crunch numbers say is that just with eight of those prophecies, the statistical probability of one individual fulfilling all of those various prophecies, just those eight, would be something like one in 10 to the 17th power. And how he illustrated that for a non-math guy like me was if you covered the state of Texas in silver dollars, two feet deep, and then you marked one with an X, and then you stirred all of them up, and then you dropped uh, you dropped a man blindfolded and allowed him to stop anywhere he wanted and pick up one silver dollar, the odds of that guy picking up that one red, that one red X silver dollar would be the same as was one in ten to the seventeenth power. Now I'm not a mathematician. What I'm what I am saying is that it's very unlikely that somebody like Jesus would be uh, able to uh, manipulate time and space to fulfill all those prophecies, unless he really is who he says he is, and I believe that he is. And uh, what that means to me is this: it means that God went to a lot of trouble to call me home. It means that he, he moved heaven and earth to provide a way for me to get back to him. So that he sent his son out of the glories of heaven to come and uh, mount a rescue mission for Mr. Gene Kissinger. And that means something to me. It means something to me that he orchestrated for Alexander the Great to have the Greek language permeate the planet so that when the scriptures were written in Greek, it would be able to be uh, understood and disseminated around the world. It means something to me that he caused the Romans to desire to build a Roman road system that allowed the gospel to be taken around the world. God knows exactly what he's doing in the fullness of time. And I'll tell you what else that means to me. That means that when things are kind of looking messed up in my life and I don't understand what's going on, all I've got to do is wait because God is a God who calls his shots. And that God said that all things work together for good to them that love him and but called according to his purpose. That means that if I'll wait long enough, I'll be able to figure out what God is doing and God's going to work it together for my good even though I don't understand it. Not everything is as it seems. Have you ever, have you ever seen the old movie The Sting? It's, just, it's a movie with Robert Redford and Paul Newman. And they set up this complex sort of uh, fraudulent world where uh, where they're they're betting on racehorses, and they set up this massive operation. And the guy that comes in and bets the money is a is a crime lord, a local crime lord there. And but everything everything is set up in advance. Everything it's not the way that it really appears. In fact, once once he gets out of there, they tear everything down, and it's not at all like they thought it was. You live in a world that's not at all like you think it is. God's doing something real in the background that's far deeper than the con that Satan is trying to put on you. So don't listen to him. Don't give up. Don't fret. Don't fear. Don't lose faith. God, God's going to break through the sting, and, and you're going you're gonna to get to see what's really going on behind the scenes. Can you trust him until then? God's a God who calls his shots. 
over thousands of years because he wants to call you home to be with him. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you that your love has permeated our situations. Lord, we desperately need you. And we live in a world that is so wicked and broken. We desperately need your love to permeate us that we might present that love to those around us in a profound way and help them to come to know you in a deep and abiding relationship. Thank you for all that you've done. We pray that you'd be with these that are going through various uh, family crises, uh, financial crises, emotional crises. We're asking that you calm their minds in the midst of this storm and let them know that you love them and care for them and remind them that no matter what kind of a con Satan is trying to work on them, that you're going to move in a powerful way to accomplish the reality of us in heaven with you at the end of the day. Thank you for whistling us home. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless you. I love you, but Jesus loves you even more. Have a great night.